You're listening to the MMA Maniacs with Nick David and Matt Kona. We're back from break. Yes. Well, welcome all our new viewers. Yes, all right. Now you people can see it. They yeah. have no idea. There's no context. This is They're just, de- just, We're back, but who knows from what. Yeah. This is the MMA. We're back from a break of ever having done video right. mini episodes before. We this, tried at the we tried at the, the round two of the podcast, yes. but uh, we, got, is, we got my talking hat for uh, one of the videos. So. This is probably the least controversial dashboard video you'll find on Facebook. Uh, this is the MMAniacs round two and a half, or out of competition, or MMAniacs embedded, however you want to call M-Maniacs it. MMAniacs embedded, I like that one. Um, road to the Toctagon. Road to the Road Island. Road to the Road Island. CES. I think I might be the supposed Decagon. to get off here. I'm oh, supposed to get shit. off here, so hey. Let's try some shit. It'll be fun if I get off when We've I'm got, supposed to. Got a special guest, uh, GPS, in this. Not, not, uh. Not George, nor. Not, not GSP. Nor, GPS. Nor, not George Paint Sierra. And let's, let's just reset things here. So, uh, we're talking about the rumor, the potential that was first put into the ether the ether by Ariel Holwani who suspects that UFC 200 could feature George St. Pierre versus Robbie Lawler or potentially George St. Pierre super fight against someone else uh, not it wouldn't be Anderson Silva which would, had been the rumor for the longest time but I think Robbie Lawler would make the most you know George GSP didn't lose his title he went away yeah they there was a title Lawler contended for it. Did not. <laughs> All right, we might look different. I have no idea. Okay, <laughs> this could just. Uh, you know what? It might just be part of uh, Kona's arm and part of my ear that you're looking at. <laughs> but at least there'll be plenty of rustling going on. Right? Yeah, we got the corner, corner mar- market cornered on rustling right now. You just don't have. All right. Good. Full tilt. That's what this will be called. GSP it, at 200 makes sense because you can't bet that McGregor will be healthy, especially if he does fight at 197. What what if he's not ready in time? You don't want to rush your yeah, your two division champion back, you know, to make his first potentially featherweight. Defense. I mean, it really depends on the fight too. If he goes out and stops Dos Anjos in 26 seconds, yeah. then he's going to be. Oh, you fi- think it'll take him twice gonna, as long? He's going to be fine, you know. Yeah. Then he'll be well. It's up a weight class. I think it's. I, I think it's yeah, double every weight double class. Double it up. Yeah, every weight class. If he goes up to welterweight, it's going to take uh, <laughs> 52 seconds. <laughs> I can't wait for that McGregor Verdum heavyweight. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, when, and by the way, that is me spoiling picking Verdum at 196. Grace of all time. Oh. 
That's we're getting ahead of ourselves. We could the UFC did make some official announcements today, which was Frank Mir is going to be fighting Mark Hunt in Adelaide, I believe, in, in Australia. And they're going to Croatia for the first time, where I have been. I've never been to Canada, but I have been to Zagreb, Croatia. So I imagine Krokop has to be fighting on this car. He's retired. Oh, that's right. He's retired, oh, man. Oh, duh. I knew that. <laughs> I Maybe just, he'll come I on. Can't, I just can't. I just couldn't imagine why they would want to go to Croatia unless Krokop was on the card. Well, hey, maybe maybe that's where Stipe Miocic goes oh, to. Uh, yeah. I don't think that they would have him fight for the. You know, there's a lot to be. Uh, there's a lot of work to be done before that happens. I don't know the dates. They just said that they would be have. They'd be. Uh, I don't have my trusty laptop with my 194 plaque in front of me, so uh, I can't say for sure. But those are the latest official announcements. Of course, uh, another 197 theoretical would be the co-main event, Holly Holm against Misha Tate for the Bantamweight title. And, uh, and that makes a lot of sense, too, because Holly Holm can't wait for not over nine months for Ronda Rousey to be finished hosting Saturday Night Live, shooting the Roadhouse remake, and then have the rematch. You know? It doesn't... Is it weird to you that it's only two events away and they still don't have it made? Or is that... Does that, it's does that no, seem normal to you? That doesn't, it's that seems not like a that, little. That seems like a little bit tight to me, you know? But like, hey, about, by the way, uh, you're going to be in the... You're going to be fighting in a month and a half. You know? Yeah. But she... I think that she has... She has said that she wants to stay active. She'd like to fight again before Rousey. And I know that she's been doing a lot of press and going on a victory tour, so to speak. But she's... She's got to still be in shape. She's still going to the gym. And, right. Well, when is... That. When I is, think it doesn't when surprise When is 197? Me. It will be March 5th. Is? Okay. March 5th. Okay. And she so fought in November. Okay, so we're about two months away. Yeah, and she took very little damage in that fight. Right. As well. Yep. Um, played the distance game quite well against uh, an extremely exposed Ronda Rousey. But... <laughs> Action cam! <laughs> you know what? There's I, your controversy, fellas. I could have... I could, <laughs> I can MacGyver this up better for next time. I just need uh, some Gorilla Glue, a stick pad. I'll remake your whole dashboard. All right. Um, uh, talking about Holly Holm, Misha Tate, many, many argue that she was snubbed in favor of Holly Holm for this Ronda Rousey uh, It was fight. obvious for good reason, obviously. I mean, it, that's... You can't argue with the results. No, absolutely not. I mean, I, I felt like she was, too. I was... You know, I was of that, that that was my mindset as well. I felt like they were, because here's the two things that I felt about Holly Holm. I felt like, one, she had the potential to be the very best ever, better than Ronda Rousey. You but thought that before the fight, came into the, before the after fight. After two fights. I thought that she had the potential to do it. Okay. But, but two, let me finish, but two, I felt like she was nowhere near that. I felt like she hadn't she hadn't gotten enough experience. I felt like she was very tentative. I felt like she was 
very nervous and was fighting very defensively and was not uh oh almost certainly holly Holm. yeah so and, that's and what i felt mo- about so that's what i felt about holly Holm. so when they snubbed misha tate i was like ah, that's bullshit they're throwing holly Holm to the wolves uh they're trying to because because they know eventually holly Holm's going to beat her they know like because i because that's what i felt i felt like holly Holm eventually so you it, thought they're putting her in i felt like her, she was fully evolved yep i felt like she was eventually going to beat rousey but they were that they were putting her in before she had enough experience as a mma fighter in the ufc uh while she was still developing and was still nervous and they were kind of throwing her to the wolves so so uh so Rousey could get another big win under her belt and kind of establish her, uh, you know, kind of put her stamp on it a little bit more. Yeah. And and I also felt, as much as I didn't want to see, I didn't want to see Rousey Misha 3. I'm not interested in that fight, really. Yeah. It doesn't interest me. I feel like it's going to be the same fucking thing again. <laughs> she can't stop Rousey's takedown. And once on the ground, she can't stop her on the ground. It's, you know, it's like... If she, Holly Holm implemented the perfect plan. Keep distance. Keep distance. Counter strike. Okay. That was the, that was the perfect plan and she executed it. So I was, I was really disappointed that Misha got snubbed for it, even though I didn't want to see the fight. <laughs> so it's You're very, 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 I'm very, I'm very conflicted about it. But, uh, you know, having said it, now that, now that you see the fight, you can't argue with any of it. She, she, you know, Holm looked fucking amazing. Okay. So, absolutely agree. There you go. <laughs> like I was, yeah, I was trying to process, I was, trying to I was, process all that because I because I came at it from thirty different angles. But I, I was, yeah, like I was disappointed that Misha got snubbed. Uh, I think she deserves that boring fight nobody wanted right. to see. Well, exactly. I mean, I thought she did enough. I thought she was next in line. Even though I don't want to see the fight, I don't. You know, yeah. it's a paycheck for her, and, and that's it, you know she's she's gonna make a fuckload of money off of that fight, especially before. It's not going to be, you know, if she fights Rousey now after she's already gotten beat, it's not going to be as big of a fight. So, you know, so it's not going to be as big of a payday. I'm sure it'll still be a big payday. Yeah. And who knows? Rousey might come back and beat home in the rematch. Who knows? Absolutely. Maybe she'll smarten up. And maybe she'll, maybe she'll, uh, Don't you know, try to strike with her. <laughs> don't try to strike with her. And, 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 you know, focus on, you know, changing levels and being a little more elusive with her takedown attempts. And, you know. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. And not, not bum rush in like a fucking maniac. Well, that first of all, just to, to put know? a pin in that, uh, Ronda Rousey, her takedown attempts are, if you look back at her fights, have traditionally been judo, yeah. which is your you're dealing. Yeah, but you're, and you're dealing with other people's weight, you know, and their momentum. If you've noticed that the screen didn't jar, it's because Nick didn't get off of that. Um, you know, she does judo throws where you're dealing with someone's momentum. And Damn, it's it, right off that accent. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> oh, well. Hey. Oh, well. Sometimes we're going to a eight, casino. Sometimes eight and, and a half gamble. miles. It's eight and a half oh. miles to the next exit. Oh, no, two, two and a half. Sorry. Oh, okay. Okay, it's not that bad. It's eight A miles. We're killing here on the car. Uh, you saw you saw Rousey try to from a standing position try to throw uh, Holly home. It didn't work out because there's no momentum going in for her to, to, to roll with. So Holly Holm essentially got a free pass to, to 
to take Rondo down, which is one of the most shocking parts of the fight, is when Holly Holm took... It, was, it, it looked like Rondo was pulling guard, but it was clearly a takedown on Holm's part, which she got right back up from, because she didn't want to fuck around after winning the 99% yeah, yeah. of the round yeah, yeah. and a half that they were fighting up to that point. Um, but I, li- I like the Misha... Th- but here's the thing. So... Back when Misha Tate fought Jessica I, it was announced, it wasn't announced by Dana White, but it was announced through media, so you would think that he said it, that it was going to be a contender eliminator. And right. what they, what I think that the UFC wanted to happen was to have Jessica I defeat Misha Tate so that right. so it was so a more interesting no brainer. Right. And it would be a no brainer, Jessica I. And they were hoping it would be in a den- dominant fashion. Like Jessica I would come out and stop yeah. her. Yeah. Submit her or knock her out. And then it would be like, oh, this is a definitive next, yeah. next in line. And that was the original. Okay, so if you remember way back. This was the original main event for UFC 195, was Holly Holm versus Ronda Rousey. It got switched to 193 when Lawler got injured. So like that's why him and Conda got pulled back. That was supposed to be the headliner in Australia. So the, the whole thing got thrown off. What the UFC wanted, I believe, was to have 195 Jessica I versus Ronda Rousey and then you would have time for Rhonda to heal up if she took any damage at all, which was by her past would probably be unlikely, to heal up and then be ready for UFC 200. But that, right. but Holly Holm kicked the head of UFC 200's hopes and dreams off in Australia. So now what we're having is UFC 197 potentially, hasn't been announced yet. As of, we're on the exit cam. Uh, hasn't been announced yet, but Misha Tate, Holly Holm, co-main event, <laughs> UFC 195, uh, 197. Uh, I'm excited for it, and and who knows, you know, what, what can happen. I think Holly Holm comes through and uh, preserves the rematch with Rousey, which, depending on how they recover, could still be 200, but hey, why not be the one after 200 if 200 if the George St. Pierre is a hard act to follow why share the stage Holly Holm Ronda Rousey 201 uh, I think you can still set new records that way because there's going to be a ton of heat and the UFC will be riding another wave of momentum after their biggest event ever at this new venue which they've essentially built thanks Conor McGregor Thanks, Ronda Rousey. With those 50 Gs, baby. Yeah. Or, and this is, maybe this will be a segment we, we could toss on in the end, but I spent the morning, I stumbled across inadvertently uh, three or four amazingly hilarious UFC 194 reaction videos. Uh, the most notable being this big bodybuilder guy. Oh, tell me to get off the exit again. What the fuck, man? Well, you got off the exit, and then you got immediately onto the nut. Well, because it was telling me to get off the... Because it was telling me to get off the... uh, Well, you've got to reverse directions if you missed the... Well, that's what I did. Oh, okay. I reversed... I was going back up 295. uh Uh-huh. But I think... uh, uh, I don't know. If any of you are gamblers here at the... uh, 
lovely Twin River Casino in Rhode Island. And you know, the best direction tips. <laughs> Tweet at us, Pod on Twitter. We're on Instagram at MMAniacs. All right, for right, 295 South. That's telling me to get on to 295 South to go even further south. Well, don't All right. do it. I'm going to fucking pull over here and see if we can figure out what the fuck's going on with the goddamn directions because I got just enough just enough so I can back up and get on that off ramp if I need to. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's see what's this is where we are. Yeah. On the road again. Take a break. We're back. We're back in this. No time has passed. We I just stopped it so I could see how. There's no U-turns. We can't do a U-turn here. But okay. Uh, hey, for those of you who work in uh, law enforcement, shut your eyes right now. Ain't nobody seen shit nowhere. Ain't no sunshine when I'm gone. All right. I can never not hear that. Uh, Never not expect to see Anderson Silva when I hear that now. <laughs> what do you think is the uh, the best walkout song? What do you think the best walkout song is? Well, you know, I'm a <laughs> I'm a huge R&B fan, so uh, I was really I really love the fact that Lawler came out to Sam and Dave the other night. <laughs> that was pretty. That was uh, pretty cool. That yeah, was so pretty, you, you pretty goddamn cool. Yeah, you know, I like that too. I like a vi- I like a good vibe setting walkout, not necessarily like super aggressive. You get pumped up, you know. Uh, just uh, sometimes, just something, something chill. But you know that to be to be fair, you know, the foggy dew mashed up with hypnotize me. It's just because I'm a big Conor McGregor fan, but I. Uh, Current favorite. Are if you, you can't get Sinead O'Connor to perform it live <laughs> while she's strapped to a, a bungee cord so she doesn't fall off onto your interim featherweight champion walking out, then you go with the, the mashup of Biggie and Sinead. Both controversial. Both will not be seen on Saturday Night Live anymore. But who will? You get that? You get that? You rip it and tearing it up like a picture of the Pope. Um, Ronda Rousey, Saturday Night Live. Oh yeah, January I was just, just, was, just heard about that. That's that sounds like it could yeah. be fun. First female mixed martial artist or male mixed martial artist to host SNL. Not the first athlete, you know who. The, not the first MMA fighter that's been on there either, because there's been a couple of uh, not hosting though. Not hosting, but they've I've seen they've done some bits like uh, I'm trying to remember who who did. Who did one uh, where they were they during their monologue? There were some fighters. Oh, uh, well, I'm trying to remember we'll have to was. look that up. Nick forgot to bring his alpha brain. He brought some shroom tech sport. Oh, so damn it! We so can... I'll be very aware, but I won't be. I'll be. I'll be very awake, but I won't be as alert uh, yeah. or perceptive as I could be. <laughs> well. Which is. Uh, which is not very much. So you don't know. All right. How about this? And, and granted, this. I haven't verified any sources. Uh, Rick Harrison might tell me that I'm wrong. And he pointed out that when I said that Joe Soto fought it, 
grappled and metamorous. It was actually the Edo, Eddie Bravo Invitational. EBIO! Jiu-Jitsu tournament, so. Thanks for the correction, Rick. If you have any more corrections, please email us, mmamaniacspodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, the EBI, which is taking over the grappling world for, for major events because uh, Halleck Gracie is fucking up Metamorris left and right. Yeah. Yeah, what is... What, all right, side note. What is... Is that... It seems less fun just to watch a video of two guys in a room grappling with no audience. I mean, I know uh, that it's subtle, so it's not like the audience would would be on fire or whatever. But. Well, they unfortunately, the first, like, five events or whatever that they did for Metamorris, they rented out a, like, 12,000-seat place, mm. and they only had, like, 1,200 people that were there to see it. So they lost their ass for that, and then they were paying premiums for fighters to come you know, come fight at Metamorris, and then, you know, then they got it in, that in a smaller auditorium, and that seemed nice, and now it seems like they're kind of broke, because the last one was at the Black House Gym. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so, so, that's like, what? <laughs> Times is hard. Yeah, I mean, I guess they've embraced it, they're like, ah, closed circuit, no media, no one in there. Just right. They're trying, to, they're trying to make it like it's like their like it's their, their idea. like it's their idea to, yeah. to try and, and uh, you know to we, mold it. We can't it sell as a tickets, thing, so we're it's... not selling tickets. Right. Okay. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. But back to so. Saturday Night Live trivia. Do you know? And and I don't know if this is true, but it, it's at least the first female athlete of my generation to host SNL. Well, I try and think of other prominent athletes that could have possibly done it, you know. Female Serena athletes. Williams. Yep. No, I don't think she's hosted I don't know. It. I don't think she has. Oh, this, is our, this is it. Twin River Road. Oh, yeah. Here we be. <laughs> um, you know, what other really prominent athletes that whose name is in the... Uh, in the spotlight? Do you want a hint? Yeah. Okay, here's the hint. Uh, why me? Oh, right, uh, Kerrigan. Nancy right. Kerrigan, Nancy Kerrigan Stoneham's right. own Nancy right. Kerrigan. I stayed up and I watched Saturday Night Live with her hosting, and then I stayed up for the entire next year, of 1995, what many called the worst season. But for me, it was great. I don't know, I didn't give a shit. Who Fuck was on, media. who was in 95? 95 was the, was the final season of Mike Myers, who left halfway through... Chris Farley, Adam Sandler, Jay Moore, a couple guys stayed on. In oh, 96, that's when they really, they, they really started uh, featuring Jay Moore a lot that year. I think. Yeah, and that was it. I think, I think people were big Jay Moore fans. If you so read Jay might... Moore's book, uh, uh, "Gasping for Airtime," yeah, it gets into that. Chris Elliott was on one season. Michael McKeon, well, he was two seasons. Uh. Janine Garofalo, whatever, I yeah, liked yeah, them yeah. all. I didn't give a shit. But I'm, <laughs> I'm curious, I'm very excited for when Ronda Rousey uh, hosts. I think that maybe we should get together and watch it, you know? Sure. Um, we could do a podcast about that. Yeah, we could do... So we it could embraces do the, both of the things that were, are yeah. kind, of, kind of right at the top of our list. Comedy and, and, yeah. and, and f- the fight game. And, and also, it'll show her mental recovery from... This devastating knockout from be, from being taken from the ranks of the undefeated. Like if she has a good attitude about it, and they can, and they're gonna have to poke fun at it. You know, they're gonna have to bring it up that she got 
knocked out by Holly Holm, and she's just going to have to brush it'll, it off. Uh, here, I, I think it'll come up in her in her monologue. I think she'll bring it up in her monologue, and she'll poke fun at it. I think, they'll I think do that'll sketches. be the. Eh, I think they'll do. I think they'll do. They'll have to do an MMA sketch, of course. Mm. And then you know, and then there's a really good chance that there will be some cameos from. Who knows who else? Yeah. Probably Travis Brown. Dana White. Probably Travis maybe Brown. Not maybe not Travis Dana Brown. White. I don't know. Uh, you know, but who knows? There be, might be some little MMA cameos. Maybe, uh, you know, maybe somebody, maybe one of the the uh, the four horsewomen or whatever. Yeah, but nobody would know them. Yeah. You know, they're too obscure. They're yeah. not even all in the, the UFC. But the four horsewomen of the apocalypse have sort of uh, fallen from the wayside. Uh, they're not DNBs, but they're people talk less about them. Especially, I mean, who's the most recent uh, horsewoman fight? Uh, Jessamine. Uh, Jessamine Duke. Yeah, yeah. Jessamine Duke got her ass handed to her. Oh. What was it back there? <laughs> hey, we're continuing <laughs> with the again. trend. Hey. We're continuing the trend. Fucking right by it, and like, then directly right by it again. And we, then we left. keep driving right by it. <laughs> we left fairly early to get here. Right. Um, get to, to I get think here we're going to... We're going we're to barely make showtime. We're gonna, we're, we, we may not make it in time. Uh, approaching lovely Twin River Casino. I think we added... Probably 15 minutes onto our ride. So. Hey, that's a well, whole not too bad. That's a whole new little bonus podcast. Right. You know? So, <laughs> a mini podcast of completely broken up conversations that keep splicing into each other in totally random places. Yeah, this is our most avant-garde episode yet. That's right. <laughs> I think that, and when the YouTube clip comes out, it'll just say in the description. Uh, they break down Ronda Rousey on SNL and get lost several times. This is our times. Fellini episode. They, they switch directions. <laughs> but I'm looking forward right. to Ronda Rousey, Honda Housey, January 23rd. Honda House. Saturday Night Live. North It'll be... Uh, Let's just go and see what's the dr- I, I hope that the dress rehearsal will be on Fight Pass. But who knows. Okay, a little inside. Oh, yes. All right, well... We are parking, so we're going to sign off and uh, head into the uh, CES event. There will be another uh, update perhaps later on. Thanks for watching. Sorry if you got visibly uh, dizzy, vomited at all. Please don't vomit. Sorry if this is a close-up uh, just of my face. But uh, Now here's some bonus footage of us navigating the parking lot. Uh, I'm just going to drive around until I find what I think is what we're looking for. We go all the way down to get to the arena. You know this? You've been here before? I've been here once before, yeah. I guess I could have offered that up earlier. I was too busy podcasting. Too busy podcasting. Alec, I want to see what your UPS... Your UPS. Your GPS says. You should be able to program your GPS to be a GSP GPS. What does my GSP say? It says... I'm not impressed with your directions. Oh, you motherfucker. (laughs) I couldn't get it out fast enough. I'm not impressed with your directions. (laughs) Is this it? Keep going? I guess I'll keep going. Yeah, keep going. Keep going. Keep going until... My, yeah, my I, what I think, PS, it's, it's my... the most direct way. So we, you get all the way down and basically go up the elevator and it's a straight shot 
down on your right. Ain't no sunshine. Boom. This is a nice Boom. scenic. Boom. Boom. This will be good. Anyone that's never been to Warwick, Rhode Island, this is this is how you drive in. Uh, this one, keep going. Yeah, keep going. Go to the next gonna one. Keep driving it's also get, different because this is my first time coming here, like in the daytime. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, the, this big bulb door. That's where I. Oh, I have to take a Dana White. <laughs> you got to go to the presidential suite. Is that what you're presidential saying? Presidential suite. <laughs> go uh, alleviate my soul. No. Dana White. We're just gonna do a drive by here. Yeah. Hey. A drive by. Well, just park here. Go take a shit and then yep. come back. Hi everyone. Hi. How hey. Are you? If we were a, if we were a cab, this is where we would go. Yeah, they do have poker here, if you don't mind the word video in front of it. Yeah. Silly nonsense. But hey, it was a big step up for them. This is previously an only slot machine casino. What's up, slots? Oh, so yeah, this that fucking clutch spot right there. Nice. Ah. Uh, Casino, Man. casino like this, they've they've got like two parking lots of handicap spots. Everyone, yeah. everyone is an bingo, oxygen tank. Bingo out the uh, bingo out the wazoo. Yeah. Out the wazingo. What's this employee of the month? Bingo out the wazingo. Namsen. Roll ya. <laughs> no, I do not. Bingo out the wazingo. Namsen. There's a spot right there. Oh. You gotta cut through the handicap. Here we go. Another, another handicap. Right her. There's another one right here. Alright. Well, now we're parked, so nothing more to say. MMAniacs podcast. So long, suckers. No, I didn't get you at all. Alright. Good night. Thanks, fans FM. Fucking. Well, we get a little time now because the doors don't open for an hour. That's why I figured this will probably be the most quiet. Okay, well, I don't want to talk right. into the microphone for this, but super behind the scenes. Super, super, super behind the scenes. One, two, three. We are on yeah. press row. Pressing it. The only people on press row. All right. We're a little early. Uh, right now, there's some fighters going, getting ready. Here at Twin Rivers Casino, MMAniacs on location. First time ever. Check it out. <laughs> you can see the sticker. People think we're crazy. We're the only people with microphones and cameras here. And we're two episodes into our podcast. All right. But we, we've got all our... It's moving fast for us. We haven't even checked up. in with our credentials. Nope. We, we, just, we just walked right in. People don't know <laughs> we why we're here. We haven't gotten our credentials yet. We've gotten a few dirty looks, but not enough. No one said anything. No one's so, mean mugging us. Nope. Nobody's mean mugging us. A guy did ask if I was a writer, technically. I have performed here before. At the old... Uh, mm. Is there a comedy Catch a Rising here? Star, yeah. Oh, was there one in this casino? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Oh. yeah. I, uh, so technically, uh, technically, you're a writer. Back at home, yeah. <laughs> my my writing has has appeared 
at this, uh, oh, I guess I should be talking into your mic. All right. My writing has appeared out loud here at uh, Twin River Casino, which I'm always pluralizing in the same way that people are often pluralizing New Year's. Did you have a good New Year's? It isn't Trent Twin Rivers. It's Twin, it's Twin River. Twin River, yeah. Oh. See, look at the water, baby. Oh, you're right. I was, I did that as well. So <laughs> I, I thought it was that. People do that all the time. TD Gardens. A lot of uh, oh, yeah, Fight Club. A bunch of them. <laughs> a lot of Fight Club fans are coming in from other parts of the country. I'm looking on the message board, and they're like, "We're near the gardens." I'm like, "Yeah," and it's the public garden too. It's not Boston Commons. It's common. We're real particular oh, really? about how we pronounce words, and it's not Boston Common. No, Boston <laughs> Common. But come on, I'm sure man. There's some, I'm sure there's, there has to be a street sign that says Commons. I'm pretty sure I've seen if, that. If so, time. it's been vandalized. <laughs> um, so this is. We were looking ahead at our schedule, but when we can get together. Sorry, I didn't say. It's not like I said Leo Minster or Worcester or, or Copley Square. Copley Square. Right? Have you ever been to Copley Square? Take me down. So can I just say how much every time I come to your house, how much I envy your exact location where you live? It's such a perfect spot. There's you have everything right there. There's everything. The tea is like you literally stumble out your door and you're at the tea stop. I walk across. (laughs) I don't stumble anywhere. Uh, There's a Dunkin' Donuts right there. There's a pizza shop. 24 hours. The highway is right. You can stumble onto the highway if you so desire. Grocery store right across the street. It's crazy. It's right in the middle of Boston and it's like right on top of the highway. It's like how, how many places you could... You could live any closer to the highway right in the middle of Boston. Yeah. Technically, yeah. Boston. Pretty cool spot. So every so, time I drive, I go, oh, this is such a cool spot. <laughs> Anyways, I don't know why. I mean, the, the, my the brain, inside but. of my house is really cold. So maybe you're just missing it because we recorded round two at my house. Oh, my feet are still cold from that. <laughs> my body. I was my sitting in my room. My feet are still cold from that, from that podcast. I was doing a little research before we uh, left today, and I was on my laptop in my room, and I, I can see my breath. It's a basement. It's not very well insulated. Oh, is that where your bedroom is? The downstairs where you where you brought me my... Uh, my uh, yes, dessert. My dessert bars yeah, yeah. the other day. Yeah. That was very nice. It helped get me through the ride home. I was super hungry. So. Absolutely. Happy to do it. Well, we're brothers in the, in the podcast game. That's right. <laughs> and, and those of you watching on video, at no point, unless someone knocks over this table, will we take a Nick David-style exit turn and uh, <laughs> take a head dive. Or we could say a Betch Cohea or Andre Orlovsky-type headfirst fall down. Or Aldo. More, more, more videos. All right. Other. Let's talk about uh, some minutia, some timeless things, since we're so early at this event. Um, now you haven't been to a fight in. Oh, besides the, we went to Bellator. We went to Bellator together, and uh, let's see. Before that, uh, I did a I did a combat zone that a buddy of mine fought at that I went to. Down memory lane. Yeah, whatever. Somewhere in Massachusetts, I forget exactly where. Um, now, how early of all the time? I mean, I know that maybe things have changed a little bit, but 
how early do you get there? Are you in the building to see all the prelims? I know you're a big-time poker player, or are you out there? Is it based on what your personal schedule is, or are you specifically go to going to I, see a fight? Yeah. When I go to a fight, yeah. oh, it's just to go see a fight. There's only there's only one time that uh, one time it was UFC 55, and it was the main event was uh, Andre Arlaski and Paul Buntello. And me and my me and my buddy uh, Chalupa, Rich, shout out to Chalupa. Uh, me and my buddy Chalupa. Did you say Yokiro want to go to UFC 55? Right. We were we were we were at Foxwoods playing poker, and then all of a sudden the thought po- I totally forgot it. I said and it was there in that building. No, it was at Mohegan Sun. Oh, but it's only it's not far. Fifteen Wolfing minutes, Connecticut. Yeah, they're twenty fifteen minutes away. Twenty minutes away at, at best. I, I, we were sitting there playing cards, and I go, hey, dude, the UFC's at Mohegan Sun. You want to go to the, the UFC? He's like, sure. So we scooted on scooted on down to Mohegan Sun. We missed uh, we missed probably half the card. But but it was an impulse thing. Yeah, it was an impulse You're thing. You're down the street. But any, t- any other time that I go to the fights, I, I go there, I want to see the whole fights. I'm not, it's not an afterthought. Yeah, so. I mean, yeah, that's true. Even when we went to Bellator, we made sure to get in bright and early yeah, yeah. when everyone's in there. After we scalp tickets from a uh, <laughs> professional gambler who sometimes they comp tickets to gamblers so they stop winning money off of them. Yeah, and, and uh, so they sell them to make more money to go gamble more. Yeah. <laughs> Which this gentleman did. Circle of life, I guess. Uh, but we got great seats right by where fighters were walking out. Yeah, that was so cool. Yeah, the seats get... were so cool. <laughs> we just lucked into those. And even though we haven't started a Tumblr page yet, or Facebook, I'm sure we'll have them on there. We have a Facebook. By the time oh, we do. Facebook. Oh, cool. Yeah, there's nothing. Nobody, there's nobody liked it yet. I, uh, right, late breaking news. Yeah, late breaking news. Uh, all I did is basically I just put our logo, and then that's place it. saver. Just a place saver. So we have it. It's uh, I think it's Facebook. Just we got MMAniacs. Facebook dot oh, com slash MMAniacs. Which is weird because there's there is, is another MMAniacs group or page it, on there. I didn't do the which investigation because I didn't want to go change everything. But. Well it wasn't uh it, it hadn't been used in several years, so I went, Alright, well you know it wasn't like I heard the name and stole it. I came up with it on my own. Absolutely. But, you know. And it's not like it's kinda like a... I was gonna say there's there's honor among maniacs, you know. Yeah. Axe maniacs don't get mad at chainsaw maniacs. It's like hey, we're all maniacs. Well, it's like uh, you know, it's like it's a terrible you, analogy. It's like, <laughs> it's like if you, I just want to see horror movies. It's like if you did a joke about midgets that somebody like uh, you know. I do. Louis C.K. did a joke about midgets, and it happened to be very similar to his joke, but you thought of it on your own. Right. But you retired it just out of respect because he's a more well-known mm-hmm. comic, and you wouldn't want a, people to think that you kind of snipped his joke. Yeah, and I do have a, a midget joke. Oh. I still tell it, but it's not a... I don't think anyone does. <laughs> but go on, I, I get the analogy. Uh, I just get real sensitive with my midget jokes. <laughs> But if he were to uh, suddenly stop doing comedy or die or whatever, you might. Which you do when you die. <laughs> you stop doing comedy. I don't. I just keep going. People don't necessarily stop doing comedy about you, though. So <laughs> hey, comedy a, can carry on. That is a very uh, good point. And of course, he, you know, he has a million specials, so in perpetuity, he yeah, actually his comedy doesn't stop. Yeah. No new but jokes. How many, how many no podcasts jokes, is he hosting? That's true. Okay. But new fans. That's true. So. That's true. 
Um, right, how many podcasts is he hosting? I hope a lot of fans are listening to us now. You're right. This is if, what I think we should do. Good. This is what I think we should do. We need to we need to start a podcast. Uh, we'll pick two celebrities that are no longer alive. Yeah, and they will be the hosts of the podcast. <laughs> And then we will upload an hour and a half of a silence every week. With different guests. With different different guests. You just have to sync up your Ouija board. Uh, But that'll be great. We'll 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 have all our guests. We'll have segment breaks, too. So when you know there's an ad, you know that they, they went to a break. Yeah, just upload a new hour of silence every week, and it'll be different times, you know? One will be, one will last an hour and five minutes, one will be... I think we maybe have stumbled upon something which is imagination-based podcasting, you know? You could just tell people, hey, you know how Michael Jackson and Farrah Fawcett died on the same day? Imagine what they talked about on the way up to heaven, and then and then there it is. You download it, and you spend the entire hour imagining it. So it could have been a great conversation, or it could have been a horrible one. I'm actually going to do so, this. Now. To your I'm actually going to do this. I think it's a really. Great, I think it's a You're very funny. You're just complaining and good idea. to me about the uploading process <laughs> on the way down here. You're well, like, no, I'm it's, it, it'd be silence. really, it'd be really easy to, re- to upload silence. That's not. That's a lot easier than uploading. The, you know, trying it's to. It's still the same size file. Yeah. It's right. Will you sit silently in the room imagining what they're talking about? <laughs> no, I'm just going to set it to record, and then I'll leave the room. No, that's not I don't want to interrupt their podcast. It's not my Yeah, place but you're to... producing it. <laughs> yeah, I guess if I want to get my producer credit on there, I should probably hang out. Yeah, on. you know, you just got to be present, because what if it stops uh, recording? Okay, no. Yeah. Kona with the logic. Listen. Kona bringing, dropping logic. Dropping logic, like... <laughs> Like, like nobody's been there. Yeah. Like analogies get dropped. <laughs> Something. But yeah, it's nice to be here. We haven't even picked up our media credentials. We could have no, done that what time is five it? minutes ago. Oh, okay. So we can go. Uh, we can go get it. But like we need our credentials so we can go back in. <laughs> We've been here since three thirty. Well, we'll probably get a nice cool lanyard that says uh, maybe press on it or something. I bet they just check us on the list. Yeah, probably. Yeah. We might get a hello. My name is some shade. Right, <laughs> the sticker like the one that's on the table and it matches up. They're like, oh, yo, you are. The, oh, that's right. I see now in this official sticker right here that says your name and the name of the podcast. Now I know that because the one is on your shirt and one is on the table. You can see that you're in the right spot. It's all making sense now. Um, I'm really curious what they do for internet in here. PR vendor. Maybe we should want to go uh, ch- check in and, and maybe yeah, we'll check in and then see if we can find out some information about our uh, the internet, get our credentials, mm-hmm. and uh, one of us can go on a Taco Bell run. Yes. I'll come back. Yes. Right. I had a great uh, idea for a Taco Bell commercial many, many years ago, and it was... Uh, Starring a chihuahua that talks. No, nope, <laughs> there's no chihuahuas in it. There's no chihuahuas in this. Uh, it would be like a... So, did you ever see... Um, did you ever see that movie many years ago where uh, uh, where they dropped a Coke bottle? Uh, somebody dropped a Coke bottle. Oh, the gods must be crazy. Gods must be crazy. Yes, thank you. So they dropped the Coke bottle, and then, and then the tribe worshipped the Coke bottle. 
Well, I was going to do that with Taco Bell, but so it was going to be like the the Taco Bell, like sat on a rock, the bag fell out of the plane, whatever. Taco Bell sat on the rock, and then it uh, superimposed onto the rock, but it was it was read backwards. So, so the so the, the tribe read it Okat Leb. So they Okat Leb, Okat Leb. So that was my that was my gods must be crazy Taco Bell idea for nice. a so wow. many years ago. You've got your not finger on the you've got your not, finger not on the it whatsoever. That was that was uh, you know 15 years ago. Uh, you know when I was 10 years clean and sober. So that was that's just that's just straight up here. Oh, no, wow. uh, no uh, extracurricular uh, <laughs> mind enhancers. Awesome. Okay, let's go check in. We'll get We're going to check in. We're going to go get our whatnots. Welcome to a special dark cast, which is being recorded to YouTube and then straight to MP3. So you've never seen this on YouTube. This is just some bonus uh, podcast after tonight, and I'm recording it on my flip video camera because it's easy to see if it's running out of batteries. So I, oh, I yeah. got control of it. And we'll, we gotta keep it 15 minutes at a time, which is perfect in case it, in case it, you gotta save it. Right, um, that's our PSA. We always start with a PSA, right? Every, po- every podcast starts with a PSA. Uh, we got Pat Militich doing a PSA this time. Thank you, Pat. Thanks for your PSA, Pat. You're really doing the, doing, really doing the work, working hard for the kids. Pat Militich, <laughs> of course, uh, calling the, Calling the fights tonight on Access TV, which uh, this is Matt Kona and Nick David <laughs> driving home from Twin River Casino in Lincoln, Rhode Island tonight. All right, where we covered our first event. Kind yeah, of. kind of. We were the we were the pride of Media Row. Yes, we were there two hours earlier than everyone. We were. We were there for before everybody. We got our shit set up, and we were probably the we were the last ones to go too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and everyone else was just photographers. I was, but I was. I I made it a point. It, it probably looked bizarre to anyone around because I just had Twitter on, and I was just following new fans of other local MMA stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but no, I was I was doing ready. that between the bouts. I was yeah, tweeting, yeah. But, you know, you were, was, but you were tweeting a bunch of information in between rounds. You were kind of, you're kind of keeping a, giving a running kind of tally on what was happening with the fights. Uh, yeah, I did. I, I felt the, di- the, the duties of Media Row were more than uh, oh, Power Road, more like Power Steering Road, taking a right like this. Whoa! All right. Power right. Power right. Taking a power right onto Power. Road. Yeah, so this was CES MA 32, and it kind of flew by. The it really went by fast. There was there wasn't almost, a ton of decisions. There was almost no decisions. I think only two. I think yeah, two. Yeah, two just jump out with me. I don't have my. Uh, it, it is the dark, so I'm not. I don't have my fight card out with all the results. I have the lineups, but some of the names I can't verify or the finish in front of me. Great info. Great info. Yes, right? that's <laughs> riveting. Get, tell us more things that we you can't tell us. <laughs> yeah, but it was a good uh, overall. But this is the, I want this podcast to be more about the the, the experience. experience. Yeah, yeah. You know, because nobody is tuning in 
for four days later results if they didn't already watch it on right, Access right. TV. Especially a thir- you know a second, third tier event like this. Yeah, but it was. Uh, but they were world class the way they handled it, and it was a packed house. Yeah, they I did. probably shouldn't say third tier. They did. Podcast, no, they really, the, they're they really the big, treated us well. It's not. It's not a knock on them. It's just that you know UFC is the big dog, and the next one in line is Bellator, and they're somewhere after that. You know, yeah, they're, they're not as big as either of those guys. So it wasn't. A, it wasn't a knock, and no. you know they they know they know where they are, where they stand in the pantheon of events. They're not. They're not. Uh, you know, delusional about it. They, yeah. They know what what and where their their event is and and how it uh, how it fits in the can I say pantheon again? <laughs> oh man, two pantheons in, in one one backpedal of an insult! Oh my god! Holy shit! And a backpedal. I'm gonna back, put a back pantheon my way out of this fucking insult. That's to see who takes the first back step now. Well, hey, though, just to just to spin off on that topic though, you are. Friends with, or you, you know someone who had just got uh, signed to the UFC for their upcoming fight night in Boston. Joey and, Gomez, he was scheduled to fight on this event. Absolutely, right. and so Which this you, event was, uh, you know, it, it was affected by his absence. Uh, yeah, it, that, well, I mean, I don't know that he was scheduled to fight. Um, Norby. Yeah, Nordby, right? Nordby. Yeah, yeah, that kid's a fucking beast, man. I don't know if uh, you know. I mean, yeah. I, I'm, you know, Joey Gomez is undefeated, and I'm, you know, of course I'm rooting for him because he's from my team, but that's no a tough fight. On press row. But that's a tough fight. That's a, Nordby's a tough fight for him, man, you know? Yeah, and Nordby uh, finished uh, his opponent today in uh, record fashion. Uh, w- within a minute and a half, De- Derek Shatterproof Shorey. Yeah, I got him in a nice triangle there. Yeah. Excellent, uh, one of the many excellent finishes. We, you know, we did break down the car, but uh, yeah, it uh, was nice. It came off of, uh, if I remember correctly, uh, Nordby was on bottom and had him in a trying for an arm bar, and then he picked him up and slammed him. And when we slammed him, he uh, he kind of half got the triangle, and as they were, you know, um, as they were, uh, what's the fucking word that I'm looking for here. I want to say wrestling, but that's not the word that I'm looking for. As they were scrambling, Jesus yeah, Christ, that's the word I'm looking for. As they were scrambling, as they was wrestling on the floor. Um, as they were scrambling, he, he secured the triangle harder and then really just uh, fucking put it on him. It was so tight. I, I had to stand up out of my chair to get a look at it. And I, I mean, it didn't take long. It was a fast tap. Once he got it on there, I was like, wow, that's tap 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 i was about to say that's tight and as i was in the middle of that sentence saying it the dude started tapping i was like oh that's tight because i could see it looked like his fucking head was going to pop off yeah. and that's it, it. yeah it was a really really tight uh and that's not you know go that's not gomez's strong suit you know joe if, if if he and you know and that's not a knock on joey gomez at all he's my teammate but he's a banger man he's a really good stand-up guy he's like a really nasty boxer um and he's really good on the ground too i don't take that away from him but you know if they're fighting you know he's fighting nordby nordby wants to take it to the ground and joey wants to keep it standing that's just how that fight's gonna play out um so but who knows who knows how uh who knows if you you know when you get two guys that are decent grapplers um and 
one of them doesn't have really dominant wrestling, then it then it stalemates, you know, and it ends up in a in a you know either it either ends up in a real pressure match where one guy has some, you know, a la uh, Randy Couture just has a guy up against the fence, um, you know, and is just grinding it out, or like a you know Kenny Florin where you used to just have that crazy that crazy crazy pressure on guys, but didn't necessarily have the take down ability to get him on the ground uh, so we'd have to either have something like that with a with a crazy pressure war or it's going to end up being a you know a, a stand-up fight if, if if the if the takedowns aren't there well and that's that i mean that fight between the nord b and and uh yeah, yeah, it's not happening <laughs> unless it's uh, unless Nordby gets called up to the yeah, the yeah. UFC. Well, shit, man. I mean, anything could happen. He keeps, you know? keeps having fights like that. It won't be long, you know. I mean, he's he has a pretty. He has, if I remember correctly, he had like a five and three record or something. Yeah, five and three. Yeah. Uh, we're now six and three. So all six, six wins three. via submission. Yeah, uh, so he's got a really sick, really sick slash slick. A sick and slick ground game, uh, but he also has a, you know, he has a, a you know, no, you, no, a I don't know. You keep a telling 65, me, 35 record. So, you know. All right, that's a lot of you knows. We're counting them back. <laughs> All right. Okay. Hey, <laughs> this is no holds barred. It's the, you know the only police. thing I have to oh, contribute. The, you know the only thing. The, the only thing I look at the significant strikes. I'm counting them. I'm counting the. All right, I have my actual results because I'm like, fucking. Why not? Right, I will turn the light on for you All so right. you can see it. All right, should we do? Okay. Well, Keenan Raymond's won via round two KO in the welterweight division to start things off. Uh, coming back, I believe, because to- Ryan Todd did look impressive in his pro debut uh, through the first two rounds or round in what was uh, this, left uh, of the second. Here's a here's a, something about this recording is you can send me this whole recording and I can suss the auto off. I know, I off. know. Yeah, but I, don't, don't. I know you knew that. You I know. Why, I don't know why I decided to. Listen, I don't, I don't, I, I don't need you to be defensive. I just need you to not say you know so much because uh, it gets hard to edit it out if you say it. Uh, Joshua Ricci won via third round submission uh, over David Baxter in the flyweight division. I thought that was a third round you know. Oh, come on. Okay, third round, you know. <laughs> uh, Max Kelleher won by unanimous decision oh, sorry, sorry, over James Murren. Uh, <laughs> uh, Louis Ashkar won via unanimous decision over Nick Ayakiafano, which I probably have not felt comfortable pronouncing once tonight. Yeah, I, I was referring to them when we were when we were talking about them during the fights as Nick and Louie. Nick because, and Louie. Yeah. Yeah. So those were back-to-back decisions. and uh, Or we could have went to Paulo versus CK on that one. <laughs> that, yeah, that was back-to-back decisions, and those were the only two decisions of the two, night. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Cause then after and the one, the one decision I called exactly, the one decision I went, all right, it's going to be... Four of the certain. Oh dinner. yeah, yeah. But I said it's going to be well, it's three gonna judges. Be, it's going to be judges. three. There's going to be three judges, and I said two of them are going to give it a 29-28, and one of them is going to give him a thirty twenty-seven. But it's going to go to that dude. Yeah, yeah. And that's exactly what it was. Yeah. 
Yeah, talk about talk about bizarre shots to call, but you were spot on. Yeah, that was a weird one. Uh, there was a there was a bantamweight bout that was called off. Uh, I literally overheard someone talking about it before the show. Uh, I don't know if it was a weight issue. There was nothing said about it in the weigh-in email. I'll have that to go back Ricci, and check that. Uh, yeah, Rico Desulio out of Peabody versus Lionel Young from Cambridge. Yeah, and I think who I, had the six and fifteen record? Maybe they called it off because they realized he had a six <laughs> and fifteen record. In, in like uh, Rico called it off because they were like, "There's no benefit to winning this fight because yeah. either I lose to a guy who's six and fifteen, or I beat up a guy who's six and fifteen. And he's ten, ten now six and sixteen. Ten fights behind, yeah. Right. Uh, and then uh, uh, there was a bout where maybe the biggest case of uh, funny mistaken identity tonight were. I insisted that Evan Parker <laughs> and Manny Bermudez were the other guy. It was in there. But I, I kept pointing to it. I was like, no, no, see, he's the blue corner. And it was just the opposite thing. Like, my brain yeah, uh, yeah. flipped those two <laughs> it things. It was so funny because the two I was two like, guys... they fucked up. I didn't fuck up. <laughs> it was like the two guys were uh, the exact ethnicity of their names. Yeah. And so, if they if they were to have switched their names, it would have been such the most bizarre coincidence of these two guys who looked like the name that they were, but then weren't that name. They were the <laughs> other name, which was the complete opposite. Yes. So, so Evan Parker and Manny Bermudez. So it was Manny Bermudez who was first round TKO. Dark, dark curly hair, dark skin. You know, very was it that dark? Very, very South American looking, yeah. you know, and then uh, from Abington, right? And then what's this? What was the other two? Evan name? Parker, right? Evan who came Parker. out with a sweater tied over his shoulder, <laughs> right? In a tennis racket. Yeah, he was, he was ready for. Uh... Yeah, we mentioned the Norby featherweight matchup, uh, which was actually at a catch weight of 140, um, because Shatterproof Shory came in at. You know, sort of last minute. He was the third, uh, the third challenger to drop out. Uh, uh, that was originally Norby? supposed to face Norby oh, on this Jesus. card. Absolutely. Yep. And then Kyle Killer B. Boschniak round one submission over Taylor uh, Trey. It, it was a, it was a bummer to watch because I was Taylor's a friend Team of mine. Link member. Yeah, and a friend of mine. You know, not just a. You know, I mean, like Gil, I know him. He's not. I, you know, I was bummed that Gil DeFreitas lost. Yeah. You know, because he's a Team Lake member, but I'm not. I don't. I'm not uh, real close to him, but I'm. I'm very friendly with Taylor. I've trained with him a lot, and uh, you know. So that was a. It was a bummer to see it happen to him, of course. But it was man. That fucking guy looked great. What was the, what was his name again? Uh, oh, Kyle Killer B. Yeah, Boschniak. Boschniak. Yeah. Who yeah. is the? Uh, who you know? His father-in-law. That's right. Yep. Yeah. And uh, him for a lot of years. <laughs> Shout out to the father-in-law of Kyle Boschniak. I hope you're listening. Nick misses you. Josh, in the heavyweight division, this was one that I was really looking forward to. Uh, if you search either of these guys' names, and you'll see some real good fights on Access TV's YouTube channel. Because uh, Taylor Trey... Oh, no. Oh, A- Ashley Gooch versus Josh Diekman. And Gooch came from uh, from it's from Tennessee. Well, he's from Tennessee via, but he's training in Arizona, Arizona with uh, with uh, Chris Gritz uh, Gertschmacher. 
who yeah. I thought was training at uh, Nick. We gotta pause it because I I gotta keep this under fifteen. Oh, okay. uh, he's from Tennessee, but he's training training out of Arizona with. But he train he trains with Chris Gritz Gertzmacher. Which a boat? Which I thought he was training, and that's at, from the most recent tough season. Right. One of the uh, ultimately lost in the finals, but did get to fight on the tough finale. Right. Who was training at uh, ATT? Uh, not ATT. Uh, not American Top Team. Grits? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Alpha Male was he? In no, no. It was the two teams. Oh no! He was on Team Favor. No, no, you're on the wrong fucking season. I'm on the wrong season. Okay, let's. Yeah, yeah. So he was on he's t- from Tennessee, but he is training out of Arizona. <laughs> I'm getting punchy now. Who else is on his team? Uh, is it the Gertz most Monger. recent McGregor versus Faber season of Tough? Chris Gooch. <laughs> I mean, Gritz Goochmark. Gritz Goochmaker. Gooch. Cracklemacker. He just likes people whose <laughs> nicknames or last names is because Gooch's nickname is Geo. Ah, we're all fucked up. Gooch in it, G in it, Grits in it, Alpha Brain in it. Oh, yeah. Anyway, it was, uh, I, I wanted to uh, interject earlier, but it was the craziest because I was watching this expecting a slugfest, which ended up being a sort of one-sided slugfest as it came down to, but it ended via submission. Yeah, a really weird submission. That the second ever submission by Gooch. Yeah, and a, it's a submission that anybody with any kind of ground game should have never would have never. I think I mean, it was. I, a, I think it was so many strikes that went before maybe, this. As maybe, soon as he pulled back on the guess, next. He, because he tapped immediately. I guess maybe immediately. he could have been because he he could have been out. He could have been like barely a, hanging on. And but anybody with any kind of ground game is ne- never going to get submitted in that kind of spot there, unless you know. But I don't know. I'm not the guy. I'm not in there. I really don't know what his training is. So it's you know it's just speculative for me to say. But all things being equal, if he's not impaired in that situation, it definitely shouldn't be anything that he would submit for. You shouldn't be a professional fighter if you're submitting to something that's that basic right there. Yeah, but he was just getting hammered by a 270-pound guy. He was getting hit, and right, you know, right. I counted close to 10 times. Yeah, okay. Maybe maybe he gave up, or maybe he was really rocked and, you know, just got caught. I, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Those are very possible things. I think he has a tough chin, and he was waiting until he was going to be knocked into unconsciousness. But when he pulled him back into the choke, he knew, that's it. I can't, there's no defending this. I'm out. So. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll watch it again tomorrow or something. And, uh, you know, it'll be nice to be able to watch it, uh, you know, on a big screen TV close up where we can really, you know, we're right there in a press row where it's not, they're not the best seats. You know, I mean, yes. they're literally, they're not, they're, you know, yes. five rows away, so they should be really good seats, but it's, you know, as soon as they hit the canvas, you, it's hard to tell what's happening. It's hard to tell what's happening with all the all the cross pieces that are all heavily padded, and you're trying to see, and they're on the other side of the cage, and they're on the ground, and you're going, I think he's in the guy's half guard, he might be mounted. I can't tell if he's trying to go for the back. It looks like he's throwing elbows, but I can't see if they're connecting or not. 
So it's really tough to see in a in a UFC event they have so many cameras and such a good uh, you know jumbotron for lack of a better word whatever the giant screens are around they have such a good jumbotron system that you can watch from anywhere in the auditorium where you're sitting there's always a good screen with a good view of the fights that are happening you know and even you know I've sat I've been to quite a few UFCs and I the closest I've ever been was three rows away and even at three rows away, I'm watching the jumbotron as soon as it hits the ground, you know, because you can't see across it unless you're like right at cage side. You can't see what's happening across that cage, you know. There's too much in front of you, you know. If you're right up front there and the cage is right here and you don't have any of these other obstacles in the way, you know, then you can get a good, good, clean view of it. But all right, and let's just finish off the rest of the card. We got. Uh, Lewis Rockstar Felix against Ryan Sanders, a late replacement. So this was a three-round non-title fight. Right. Uh, Lewis Rockstar Felix is, of course, the uh, reigning lightweight champion uh, in the CES. Uh, this was at a catchweight again, another one because of late uh, time. So that's hence the three-rounder and non-title. But big upset in this one, the challenger. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, uh, it was, uh, it didn't look like um, Felix really wanted to be in there from the jump. He didn't seem to be, uh, you know, fighting with, uh, you know, I said it to you while we were watching it before before it went to the ground. He didn't seem to be fighting like there was a title on the line, you know, which there's obviously a weight lifted off of him where he's not at risk of losing his title. Now he just has to fight a fight. So, you know, the uh, repercussions aren't as great if he loses. So I felt like he put a little... And I don't, you know... It's just speculative because I have to assume that he's getting after it if he's the champion, you know? And so if I watch him fighting and I I don't see him... uh, getting after it I because I don't have anything to, to, to gauge against I haven't seen any of his other fights or yeah. I haven't seen enough of his other fights I shouldn't say that you know I've seen a lot of fights where I could never tell again tell you who the fight was or you know yeah I've seen yeah. a lot of you know second you know second and third tier yeah. MMA events that who knows I could have seen him fight before anyways I don't I don't have any reference okay. so <laughs> being long-winded about this but it didn't seem like he was really going for it. So and that's, that's a, what happened. Uh, and he, he got caught second round. Yeah, I mean, there was a takedown, and then the dude... Uh, I didn't was, write it the... It was in some sort of kind of a like a like a butterfly guard. It was like a half guard, but he had his he had his leg in where he was trying to get butterfly, but he... Uh, he was landing an elbow, because that's what he was pointing to when he got up. And Sanders got up because it, it was unclear at first what happened, and what had actually happened was verbal tap out. Right, uh, his he, knee it, popped out. Yeah, he he, he mentioned fe- feeling a shooting pain going up his leg in the post-fight interview, and so oh, you know, hopefully he heals up. He was a big, obviously a big fan favorite, being from Cranston, Rhode Island, and being the champion. Of, there were a lot of, there were certainly a lot of fans. There, there was, was a, one guy behind, behind us, behind us which, which was very, very I really angry. hope we can get the audio from uh, that, because... I sure hope so. This guy was, I mean... He was out of his Classic fucking piece of shit, but <laughs> you didn't want to... 
which, you know, it's not the guy that you're going to shush because he's ready to throw chairs. Yeah. So, yeah, the least that about him, the better, I guess. But, yeah, interesting. But he was yelling even after they had announced that it was a verbal right. tap-out. Right, he was, he was Like, saying, yelling at the ref. Right, like, what were you looking at? Yeah, he didn't <laughs> have to be looking at, at it. it was, he was looking with he, his ears. And then, and, then he, and then he kept saying, he kept egging on his guy that he wanted to win. Yeah, he, he thought like, that on, they were going to start it again. Like, right, like, if he'd yelled enough, like, they'd go, oh, well, yeah. uh, Joe in the audience yeah. thinks we should keep it going, so we should probably... Listen, buddy, it's not clapping and Tinkerbell comes back to life, you know can't just cheer your friend on and then we get to the, the there was one title on the line tonight and it was for the welterweight strap yes, and yes. to be the bearer of bad news the champion Gil DeFritis defended against Chris Curtis out of Cincinnati, Ohio against the Team Link member and yeah, um, my, my two teammates that were on the card both lost now, I also didn't write the result down. I, was it, it second was round? Was it round two? Uh, or was it the first round? Yeah, I think round? it was the first round. All right. Uh, yeah, mm, I think you're right. No, I think, I it, think you're it right. I think it was the first round. Yeah. Um, first yeah, round? Yeah, yeah, I think it was the first round. Uh, but it was... he. Uh, Gil looked, looked flat-footed from the, from the go. Yeah, his you know, reaction the word times go, were slow. He, he just looked flat-footed, and he wasn't, uh, you know, he wasn't, he put together some combinations, but then a lot of times he was just loading up that right hand and trying to wing that, because he's got fucking power, like, for days in that hand. If he connects with that thing, your lights are going out. But he was, you know, he was going to that well as much as he could. You know, he was kind of plodding in, flat-footed, and not, not on his toes, and uh, <clears throat> you know, he got he got caught and uh, caught some knees and caught some body shots that really, uh, I think that was what. what well, his reaction times were slow, and it could have been a weight issue. We we, we were speaking afterwards. We went and uh, right, talked, talked to, to some, some of the uh, the officials at the CES, and they said that he, uh, there were you know people said that he looked dehydrated at the weigh-ins. Right. So that could have definitely been a factor, you know. You know, you got you have to make that championship weight right on, right on it. You know, not a, not a pound over. There's no lenience in the entitled bouts under the unified rules. So, uh, yeah, unfortunately, but yeah, I know it, Taylor didn't make weight, and uh, you know, I talked to uh, his brother Brett. Uh, Trey Hand came up before the, before the fights. Came over and saw us on press row and came over to say hi. And, uh, you know, he said that, you know, because I, 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 I saw that, that Taylor didn't make weight and I wasn't sure how they dealt with that, if he had another hour to go or what. And so I asked Brett and he said, no, he, they, they only got one chance to hit weight and he missed weight. And so he had to uh, surrender some of his purse. Oh, that's surprising to me. They don't give an hour? Really yeah, it was, uh, you know... He said it. He th- Brett said he seems to think it was it's a some kind of Rhode Island rule, uh, par with their athletic commission rules here, I guess. Yeah. <coughs> I guess they don't have all day in the busy world of the Rhode Island athletic commission. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. I'll have to go back. <laughs> back to but anyway, that it's, it sort of comes to a natural end there, and we're just under the 15 minute mark. 
uh, getting low on battery. So it's a nice, a nice little, hopefully, little post-game, post-fight calf on the evening Yeah, the and I'll try and put this together with the, the, from the audio from the ride earlier, and uh, you know, see if we can get a, I'm sure we can put together a little something. <laughs> a little this something is a mini episode. Post. Tune in later this week, either Thursday or Friday. We'll have our mini preview of Fight Night Boston. Yep. Which is coming up this uh, Sunday, the seventeenth. Maybe we'll even talk a little bit of Invicta. You know, it's it's happening the night before. Yeah, I, I there. I'm gonna try to watch it. Cyborg is fighting, so uh, we'll we'll have some uh, some things to chime in about later on in the week. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions, uh, hit us up. Email mmaniacspodcast at gmail Twitter at mmaniacspod. Instagram, just MMAniacs. And, Pod and wasn't Facebook, taken. too. Uh, Facebook, too. Uh, we have uh, the MMAniacs podcast at Facebook, which is facebook.com backslash MMAniacs. Awesome. Cool. Thanks for listening, and see you then. So long. The MMAniacs podcast brought to you by Team Link of Hookset, New Hampshire. They're located at 1338 Hookset Road in Hookset, and their phone number is 603-641-3444. Their website is www.teamlinkhooksetnh.com. Uh, I've been training in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu for about 20 years, and for the last four years I've been training at Team Link, and it's one of the best schools I've ever trained at. Um, there's a lot of great instructors over there. There's no knuckleheads whatsoever. A lot of people there that are trying to help you get better at whatever it is that you want to study. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, boxing, kickboxing, mixed martial arts, karate, whatever it is that you want to study for martial arts, they've got somebody there to teach you the right way to do it. Uh, so if you go there, you tell them that the MMAniacs podcast sent you. They'll give you a free T-shirt and 30 free days to try out the school. Uh, again, their phone number is 603-641-3444, and their website is teamlinkhooksetnh.com. That's the end. Now read it.